0: It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. Happy Saturday. I hope it is for you. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. Let's get it on. All right. Just the other week, another unfortunate individual had to get their gallbladder cut out. Now, sometimes you got to do that because it's just a medical emergency. But I'd say in my experience, and that's a lot of experience at this point, most of the time it's unnecessary. It's just done routinely for problems that can be dealt with in different ways, very successfully. And if you sit down with medical doctors, they know this. But you see the way the game works and I won't get into that nonsense. The standard of care is such that when in doubt, cut it out and that gallbladder goes. This has ramifications they don't tell you. And I just went through this with an individual a while back there on the operating table should I or shouldn't I being told all the baloney. Number one, piece of baloney. You're going to be just fine after that. Number two, if you don't get it cut out, you could die. And all sorts of nonsense like this, which 95% of the time at least doesn't apply. Yes, so don't get me wrong. There are acute medical emergencies, and you aren't going to know when they are acute medical emergencies. But there are sometimes with the gallbladder where you just got to get it cut out. If it is so infected, if the gallbladder is filled with so much sludge and infection, if you've got a high fever that they cannot reduce with antibiotics, IV antibiotics, if you and your doctors are trying to deal with the infection and the high fever and the pain for a little bit too long, there is a possibility that the gallbladder will burst. And then you have a medical situation you don't want. And so it makes sense to get it cut out. Now, how many situations are like that? Do you think the average person having a gallbladder attack, which you have to learn about to distinguish between what I just described, but do you think the average person having a gallbladder attack, which means they might have a stone, that's not too happy about going down the hepatic duct and into the common bile duct and out into your intestines, it's kind of stuck. And of course, the mentality is it's stuck. And once it's stuck, if you don't do something, it'll block bile and create some sort of medical emergency. And a lot of times, if you seek alternatives, that doesn't happen. You pass the stone. But who wants to put up with that when we can just do a simple little surgery and you'll be just fine after that? That's the scam and the lie. And it's not that they're lying consciously. It's the standard of care. There's a lot in the standard of care of medicine that shouldn't be there. And, of course, all this is under the dome of discretion. I had a guy once years ago, very dynamic guy, getting his gallbladder cut out. He told the surgeon, and this guy knew how to tell it to the surgeon, you do not cut my gallbladder out. You understand me? Don't you dare or there will be issues. And he put the fear of God in them. And this client of mine telling this to his surgeons, miraculously the surgeons decided on an alternative. And what they did in the surgery, which any gallbladder surgeon can do, is push the stone down or attempt to dissolve it. Even if the stone is calcified, these stones will break. Why we don't do lithotripsies of sorts for that is beyond me, but that's out of my specific expertise. What I can tell you is there are drugs that you can be given to dissolve stones. Drugs, ursodiol, is a drug they will give you if you demand it to dissolve a stone. So that even if you have a gallbladder attack or two on the drug in the meantime you can start to dissolve that stone. And they know this, not to mention what I just described a moment ago, a surgical intervention. But you see, the problem when you talk to people, even when you teach people, is they don't really understand what you're talking about. Remember, it's levels of understanding, levels. I can talk to you about this, and in the trenches, it's your depth of understanding that counts, depth of understanding. So, you can say, Oh, yeah, I got it. Well, we'll find out when you need it. You see, you know what that's like. You can teach somebody to do it. You can teach somebody to hammer a nail. You can teach somebody to cook a dish in the kitchen. Now, put them in a restaurant. You can teach somebody to hammer a nail. Now, tell them to build a house. You see, you have to have a functional understanding. That's why I have a website that's straighttalk.cc. There's pictures on that website. You can attach my words to the pictures. The show is archived. You can listen to it again. You should listen to it again, and again until you understand it. The myth, the myth, the myth of alternative medicine, of natural medicine, is that it works in the classic doctor-patient model. That's the myth of it. Alternative medicine works as an ongoing education that you comprehend until it becomes functional in your lifestyle. And that's a tour de force. That takes time. That's an evolution. Other than that, you're praying. Pray. Meaning, other than that model, the one I just described, the evolution, the education, the tour de force, other than that You're just hoping you're going to walk in to some rocket scientist of an acupuncturist or a chiropractor or a naturopath or an osteopath or a medical doctor that is into this kind of stuff and doesn't like to go to drugs and surgery and so on and so forth. And you're going to sit down and they're going to tell you what to do and you're going to go home and do it and a week later you're fine. You must be smoking crack if you think that's true. At this point, if you think that's the game, then there's no hope. Don't think that way. If you're seeking help, counsel, if you're trying to do it yourself by surfing YouTube, there must be a way. There must be a way, and YouTube will deliver it. Good luck, and you could do it, but you have to understand, it's not a quick fix solution. Health Natural health is about a lifestyle, and to drive it home under the gun where the rubber meets the road is when you have a real problem. You have to have a good education. All right, that being said, today's show, The Dangers of Removing Your Gallbladder, show 566. All right, especially if you're driving, just keep your eye on the road Use your imagination. In that upper right side under the rib cage, is your liver. Your liver is like the vacuum cleaner of the body. It sucks all the poison out of all the cells and all the organs in the blood. Then it takes what it sucks out, dumps it in these canals that are in the liver called bile ducts. Those bile ducts lead to the gallbladder. Then there's a connection from the gallbladder into your intestines and out into the sewer. Very simple. Gallbladders the vacuum, sucks out the garbage, dumps it in the gallbladder. After it goes through all those ducts, remember that, all the tubes in the liver, take all the toxins, these bile ducts, in the liver. It's a whole network from the front of your ribcage to your backside. It transports all this poison the liver. The vacuum cleaner sucks out into the ducts into the gallbladder, then the gallbladder transports it through other tubes into your intestines, and then you defecate it out, okay? That's keeping it nice and simple. So you got the mental picture. Now, what happens is these ducts get clogged. They get clogged everywhere, and they can form stones. Those stones can be calcified, Those stones can be not calcified. They can just be sludge. Or you don't have to have stones. You can just have sludge. Now here's the point. And again, of course, these pictures are on the website, straighttalk.cc. Here's the point. Whether you have stones calcified or not in the gallbladder, they could get stuck in those ducts those passageways that go into your intestines they don't get stuck up in the liver they come from up there but they can get stuck in the gallbladder and then the gallbladder as it contracts which it's supposed to do if those stones calcified or not get pushed into the hepatic duct the common bile duct the cystic duct if they get pushed into the intestines. They can get stuck on the way. That's when you have a gallbladder attack. Attack. That's when you're nauseous. That's when you throw up. That's when you're screaming. That's when you get the pain in the back of your shoulder blade. All sorts of symptoms. Tension in the neck. If you don't have stones, you could have sludge. You know, sludge, like clean the sludge, like the mud, the grease, in the sink, sludge. It doesn't form a stone, it forms sludge, and when that sludge moves through your bile ducts, the cystic duct, the common bile duct, on its way into the toilet, that sludge gets stuck, and it affects you the same way a stone does. Whether you have sludge, or you have calcified stones, or you have just cholesterol fat stones, no calcific shell, When it gets stuck, you have pain. That's what sends you to ER. That's what makes you scream. That's what gets you scared. That's what tells you you got the worst pain you've ever had in your life. Now, you got that. Good. Pictures are on the website. Good. Now, when they cut out the gallbladder and they just drive a duct, a passageway, from the liver straight into the intestines, meaning they get rid of the gallbladder, they tell you the problem solved. Well, they're wrong. They've gotten rid of the acute pain. They've gotten rid of, if they even needed to, which is the point, the stone. But if you go up into the liver, into the bile canoniculi, the tiny ducts of the liver. Those ducts are clogged. They're clogged everywhere. They've been clogged for years. They're a reflection of the fact that the gallbladder had a problem. And that's not fixed. That's not attended to. You don't get any counsel for that. Now on top of that, as those fluids, the bile, with the sludge in it, with the garbage in it, with the toxins in it, as it moves and then gets transported to the gallbladder when you had one, this decreases what you call the intrabiliary pressures. It means because the gallbladder works as a reserve, the pressures up in the ducts in the liver, those pressures are better regulated. They decrease a bit, enough such that if you get the gallbladder taken out, because there's no pressure reserve, the bile veins up in the liver, they tend to hemorrhage. They will clog even worse. They inflame a lot more. They can't handle their job, and they can't deal with the intrahepatic biliary pressures going up. So what happens over a year, two years, three years, five years? Your liver starts to fibrose. The first sign of this, and this is what hard science knows, but doctors that never learn it don't even mention it, and that is is that the liver starts to inflame, and in its inflammation, secondary to cholestectomy, you start developing a fatty liver. And then everybody says, whoa, yeah, we've heard of the fatty liver. Do you know how often the sequela to cholestectomy is fatty liver? Everyone knows that. But they consider it just a necessary consequence of an acute medical emergency. And what's your choice, fatty liver or you die? So they think they're doing good. And if you have, let me repeat this again, if you truly have... An acute medical situation if you truly have that then you should get your gallbladder cut out but most of the time you don't have that most of the time you have biliary sludge that means there's no stone formed but you're still symptomatic They have drugs for that. But when you hear and listen about these things called gallbladder flushes, liver and gallbladder flushes, get the book by a guy named Moritz, M-O-R-I-T-Z, The Great Gallbladder Flush, and read it and start to understand that what you can do if you have bile sludge And you have a tendency to form stones. And you have stones. What you can do is drink olive oil. Now, why drink olive oil? Because olive oil stimulates contraction in the gallbladder. And of course, you're going to hear, well, that's going to force the stone and block your bile ducts and give you a medical emergency that you wouldn't have had anyway. And of course this doesn't make sense because you already have a stone that's problematic. And if it's problematic and all else fails and there is no absolute choice and you've got unrelenting symptoms, well let's just say on the low end your attempt to pass the stone yourself didn't work. And you go get your gallbladder cut out which was going to happen anyway. But do you know how many times if you learn how to do olive oil flushes you will pass that stone then we have herbs we also have ursodiol we have buplurum. we have dandelion we have turmeric we have herbs that enhance bile flow and will dilate the neck of the gallbladder we have Chinese coin grass gold coin grass it will break up the sludge We have stone break from South America. Look it up yourself. It'll dissolve the calcium stone. It'll take the shell off. And if all you have to do is not upset yourself by eating fried tacos, you have time. You know you have time. Lots of people are told sooner or later you're going to get your gallbladder out and sooner or later they do. What about that time from when they first have the attack Put off the surgery, don't want to do the surgery, and it's two, three, four years. And then finally, because they drink too much, they eat like garbage, so on and so forth, don't listen to the prevailing natural model, they end up having to get it cut out. They're just waiting for you to do it. In all that time, you could have, well, get the book. Now, you may need supervision. If you're not comfortable, go get supervision. Go to your naturopaths, go to your osteopaths, go to your acupuncturists, go to your chiropractors. Go to people, and many of them are versed at making this happen. Look it up yourself. But don't go to Quack Watch. Because you want to talk about biasness? Quackwatch should go have a love affair with CNN. They should jump in the same bed and spawn. Because they're the same thing. They want, they want you in prison. In the prison that says the only option for you is drugs and surgery. Now we can apply this across the board. And again, for those of you who are either deaf or just biased for some reason, sometimes you need a surgery. Did I say sometimes you need a surgery? Yeah, I said that, but you didn't hear it. Sometimes you need a surgery. What you want is discretion. You want to tell your doctor, I do not want my gallbladder removed. And then tell him, because it'll become fatty liver, because it's not optimal. You could even go religious on him and basically say, God put it there for a reason. Don't tell me I don't need it. You could do lots of things and really press it and force them to go look for other solutions, which they can, or do it, go to a doctor that's in natural healing. Go read books on it. Go take health into your own hands. Did you hear Dr. Oz say we have a broken medical system? He was on Fox News. He's running for state senator of Pennsylvania. You know, Dr. Oz. Invented something, some form of a heart valve. He's done well. He has a brain. He wants to help. We have a broken medical system. We have a real problem The last people I blame are the doctors. The system is broken. Good luck when you're at the mercy of it. No one's thinking anymore. So what happens? You start to think. But you need to get educated to think. And that's why I do this show. So I said a lot today. Don't just nod your head and go, yeah, I got it. Go to the website straighttalk.cc and get hip to it. Now there is an art form to doing flushes for the liver and gallbladder. First of all, it's a no-brainer if you have biliary sludge. Lots of people do. You'll find that on an ultrasound. You'll find that on a CT scan. Sludge will become a stone very often, or sludge will create the same symptomology as a gallstone. But understand that the filtration rate of the liver is poor. After you get the gallbladder out. You can't move the bile. With the same degree of efficacy. Nor will you digest fats as well. By the time that gallbladder needs to come out. By the time it's really blocked. By the time you can see it in the macro world. Of the gallbladder itself. By the time they tell you. It means the bile canaliculi, Look at my website. Up in the liver. Those ducts, passageways that are much smaller, are all scarred up and clogged. And it means the liver is in some low grade stage of fibrosis. Remember, before the liver's dead, you go through stage one, two, and three of fibrosis, and then stage one, two, and three of cirrhosis. The liver regrows itself every so many years. You can cut out three quarters of your liver and grow a new liver. A year later it really works that fast the liver is an unbelievable organ but if you don't do anything if you just don't maintain it if you fail to think outside the box then the liver that has over five six seven hundred functions we don't really know it does a lot of things it is the power of the human organism and if you let it go into moderate levels of fibrosis, it doesn't work as well. Rest assured and take this to the bank. A cholecystectomy causes that. But you don't know it because you felt like garbage anyway. Because you're old. And when you're old, you don't feel good. Just ask your friends. And so this goes undetected. Your misery over the years becomes undetected. All under the guise of you're older. What do you expect? Your joints hurt. Your neck's in pain all the time. You don't digest as well. And we have all sorts of remedies for you. Get on the remedy line. You're over 50. And this is what we're spawning more than ever today. Again, this is why we must get educated. Thus the show. All right. I am talked out. I have nothing left to say. Any questions? No. All right. Well, God bless you, and I'll see you next week. And uh, get on the website for this show. Bye-bye. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.